<clears throat> so <clears throat> I had the good privilege of getting to know Dr. Dick Santo. Um, he and I were both New Jersey chiropractors. <clears throat> um, and uh, I got a chance after the first time I met him in July 93 at DE, I got a chance to, uh, to talk to him and say, I didn't realize you're in New Jersey. We're like 20 minutes down from the road from each other. Can we meet? So we started meeting for lunch. Um, uh, and it was really kind of a neat experience. He, he has had profound impact in my life. He passed away a number of years ago, but he had profound impact in my life. And um, <clears throat> one of the things that he taught me uh, that I think is super valuable lesson, uh, and we were talking about this a little bit in lab uh, too, um, and it's really this whole thought process of the show must go on. The show must go on. Like, I don't feel very good today. My nose is stuffed, my throat hurts. You know, I just had three weekends in a row at different lectures at different places, so I feel a little worn out. But the show must go on, right, regardless. So I was in the office Monday, I'm in the office Wednesday, in the office Friday, I was here Tuesday and Thursday. That's just the way it is. Too bad. The show's gonna go on, right? And uh, a lot of people, they don't feel that way. And it's, not, and it's not even your generation, like the younger generation. It's really all people of all ages. I just see it's so easy for us to give up, to curl back, to see, oh, poor Drew, I should just take care of myself, and I need pampering, and blah, blah, blah. You know what? You know what Dr. Santo told me? And I remember him sitting across from lunch from me one day at the Route 4 Diner in New Jersey, and he looked at me with those strong eyes of his, and he said, you're on a mission. There is no time for it, like... I don't feel good, I'm tired, I'm upset about this, I'm this, this happened, my girlfriend, my boyfriend, my wife, my kid, there's no time for that, right? And he, they talked about the Band of Brothers, right? And we think about like Normandy, right? These people landing on the beaches at Normandy, right? That's where the Band of Brothers you know, came from. You probably all saw the movie with Tom Hanks, right? So uh, if you think about the Band of Brothers, and you think about these guys landing at Normandy, when they were in the boat, the amphibious craft, about to land on Normandy, could any of them back out? Could you say, uh, time, uh, I, my bathroom light is on, I forgot to turn off the stove, uh, I changed my mind, I don't feel good, right? It was like too late because like within a minute, like you were pulling up to Normandy, the beach in Normandy, and that thing was going like, boom, right? And you knew that half of you were going to be dead in 15 minutes. But, there's, but it's too late. You signed up for it, right? <clears throat> this is what he told me, right? You signed up for this. Too bad. Tough it out, right? You guys ever play sports, right? So I played hockey and lacrosse when I was in high school and college. And uh, my coach would say, tough it out, Ruben. Right? Just tough it out. Right? I got knocked out, you know, slashed with a stick in my face, and I'm bleeding like this. And Tough it out. Get back in net. Tough it out. Okay? Right? That's what, how we, uh, we were taught. You know, today I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You, you, your, your, your skate is unlaced. We better stop the entire game and get that. Like, tough it out. Right? When, when I was coaching my son, I coached my son for 10 years playing hockey. That was very interesting. 
And, uh, and it was interesting watching him go from age seven to age 17, right? So age seven is little kids and they're all falling all over each other. And by 17, these guys are really good, right? But I remember when he was in middle school and we had a super good team. We had a couple of really great players and the goalie was totally awesome and we won the championship, right? We, I coached that team really, really well. I'm proud of me and how I coached and I'm proud of the kids and how well they played because they were like the underdogs, right? And at the end, the, at the, the trophy you know, uh, time afterwards, both teams got trophies. And I remember I was okay with it at the time because I wasn't gonna make a fuss in front of everybody. But I remember afterwards, I went up to one of the, uh, you know, the people who ran you know, the, this arena and I said, I'm sorry, we won. <laughs> you know, not that they don't deserve anything, the second place is still good, but like, we won. Why did they get pretty much the same trophy our kids did? Like, you can't discern it, except if you read it, one would say champions, the other one would say second place, right? Why would you do that? Well, everybody's a winner. Everybody wins here. I'm like, you know, I get that. That's really sweet, right? It's really nice, but it's not the real world. That's not the real world. You know who wins? Is the ones who work hard. You know who wins? Is the ones who play hard. And the ones who wins are the ones who work smart, right? That's the ones who wins. And that's what Dick Santa taught me because for the first couple of years of my practice, I remember saying to myself, like, I'm working really hard and like, is, am I supposed to be working this hard, right? And he said, yeah, 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 you're supposed to be working this hard. And then he pulled up the coach thing. He said, you played hockey, right? Yeah, tough it out, right? You wanna win, tough it out. You wanna be number one, tough it out. And that was a very profound thing that he taught us. He taught me, that I'm sharing with you, right? is that you don't just give up, you don't just sit on your laurels, and a lot of people, whether they graduate with me way back in 89, or they're graduating today, they think that just because they, they get a, a DC after their name, that now they've made it, and people will just start flocking to their door. And I'm telling you, it just doesn't work that way. And I have a lot of young students who are now graduates who call me up or email me very upset that, they're not, that their building and practices takes a lot more effort and energy than, than they thought it was going to. And I'm like, I told you, it ain't easy. Now it's simple, right? It's not e do you understand that? It's not easy, but it's simple. How is it simple? Because the things that you're gonna do to build your practice are pretty simple. They're pretty straightforward. You don't have to do like square root calculus, you know, astrophysics kind of stuff, bend over backwards and you know, that stuff doesn't have to, you're just gonna do some pretty simple stuff. But you know how you're gonna succeed? is you do the simple stuff over and over and over and over again, right? That's the way to success, is doing the simple stuff. And that's the profound lesson in success, is that success is not like, there's not many Steve Jobs out there who have a total separation of the normal stuff and completely build something new, like this iPhone I'm speaking into right now. This is like a rare thing for some A person, those two people, him and Wozniak, were able, that's not usual, you know, to get to that level of success and design and engineering, that's very unusual. The typical success, you know, like if you read a book called The Millionaire Next Door, it talks about like the mailman 
who's a millionaire because what did he do? Every week, he put money aside. He put money aside. He put money aside. He put money aside. You know, how are you going to pay back your student loans? One week at a time. One week at a time. You know how, many, how I did it? Right? I paid my student loans back in 12 years. The way I did it, and it was almost $200,000 by the time I was done, is every week I put money into an account that was just for the student loans. And every month I wrote money from that account to the student loans. And every time I paid off a credit card, right, some credit card debt, and let's say it was $100 a month for that credit card, what I do is I took that 100 and I put that into that account and then that money went to student loans. And then I paid off the next bill and when I paid off that bill, now whatever I was paying for student loans and the extra 100 and the extra 200 from this thing, now all that went. And I started paying a couple thousand dollars a month by, in that way after several years to student loans. So it was, right? Because it's the power of compounding, right? That really works. But, but it was the simple thing, right? This was a simple thing. Someone had to tell me to do that. I, I never would have known to do that until someone told me. But once he said, you, kept on, you keep on consolidating your bills and consolidating taking all that money, and now you don't just take that, oh, I paid off that bill, now I have extra 100 bucks to spend on myself, right? And I'll buy some boots, and I'll buy some this, and I'll buy some that, and I'll go out to some dinners. No, <clears throat> you do without for a little bit longer and put that money into something and then pull that money so you have this big chunk going into student loans, and then they're going like this. Right? And we ended up, my wife and I had this big party. It was, we just moved down here, and we paid off our student loans with big one lump sum, like the last like $25,000, $30,000. I just wrote them a check. I said, I don't want to do this anymore. Let's just write them a check. Boof. Get it out, get it out of our way. Right? And we had a big party, a big celebration. We're like, yes, we're rid of these stupid things. Right? But it was, our, it was our ticket in, like we told you in the lab. It was our ticket in. So we were thankful. But the key, the way we were able to do that is we kept on doing the simple things over and over and over. And we didn't get sidetracked. Right? We didn't get sidetracked. We stayed the course. And that's what I'm asking you guys to do, right? Like Dr. Santo told us, the, the mission is bigger than you or me or anybody put together. You know, who are you practicing for? You're not practicing for you. You're not practicing to, for some kind of magic number in the sky. I want to see 300 a week, 500 a week, 1,000 a week. That's not what you're practicing for. You're not practicing to make a whole lot of money, although you will, right? You're practicing to save the kids, right? Because every second... Another one dies, 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 another one dies because we never touched them. Every second, a kid somewhere in the planet is dying because we didn't touch them. So what's our job? Touch as many as we can, right? I want just as many kids as I can. I want just as many pregnant women as I can, right? That's the job. That's the bigger mission. It's not, your mission isn't paying back your student loans. Your mission isn't getting a big house or driving a fancy schmancy car, right? Your mission isn't seeing a thousand a week. That's not the mission, right? Because you, you get focused on a number, right? You'll always be fighting the number. The mission is bigger, right? Right, if you saw when uh, Dr. Santo was speaking, uh, <clears throat> behind them there was a thing that they used to put, uh, in, uh, Dr. Sid's thing, it was nothing is bigger than life, right? And he didn't mean life university, right? Nothing is bigger than life. No, nothing is bigger than the mission, right? And the mission is to serve the people, right? Lasting purpose, right? You've heard that? Lasting purpose, like the fountain that's right over there? Lasting purpose, 
right? That's the lasting purpose. That's what gets me up in the morning. That's what makes me go all over the place, all over the world to talk to people. That's what makes me come here, do all the things that we do because the, the mission, the, the vision is so big, I have bought into it all the way, right? And you want a fulfilling life? Then buy into it, right? You can't go halfway in. You can't say, let me test the waters and put your toe in. Oh, it's a little cold. You gotta jump all the way in, right? Because when you jump into the river, then the river takes you, right? But if you're on the side over here, you put your feet like that, you're never gonna get in. You, you see, go all in, right? That's my suggestion. And for what Dr. Santa would teach us, go all in.